take control of the airwaves. There we go. That solved the problem. All right. 800-259-9231. We're going to go right into your phone calls. And then, Mark, you've got some emails we'll jump into. This is the show about your calls. We talk to George in D.C. TSA George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Yeah, I was just uh, reading this article here about how some, the insane length some people will go just to say, get a few more miles per gallon. I kind of figured some, some of these things, and I figured I thought of you, Ian, because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you do some of these things here. Um, this article points out how one guy got um, busted for going too slow on the interstate, for example. Oh, wow. Trying to save money on uh, gas and fuel? <laughs> yeah, going 50 and a 65. Wow. Can you imagine some, some of the techniques? Like some, some people are like tailgating um, 18-wheeler semi-trucks. Yeah, getting get in the slipstream, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. There's um, you were co- also coasting down the hills. And not only that, some people go as far as turning off their engine while they're coasting down the hill. I, I've wow. thought of doing such a thing, but uh, it seems like a bad idea. But the question is, how much uh, how much fuel does it waste when you start the car up? Not much. Well, they say uh, w- with fuel injection, it's, a, it's supposedly not as much as say with a car with a carburetor. If you got the electronic fuel like, in- injection, like to say, for example, if you're going to be at a light for, that's going to be red for thirty seconds or longer, and you know it's going to be red. For at least thirty seconds or longer, they say turn the engine off. There wow. and actually save more gas than letting the um, car okay. idle because when you're letting it, when you <laughs> stop there at a light, you're getting negative miles per gallon at that point. And um, let's see, let's see what what other things are like pretty much. Um, oh, overinflating your tires, pretty like inflating the tires that I'm. Yeah, that was one that you had before, right, Mark? If you inflate your tires beyond the uh, the, the like the, the car manufacturer's recommendations, not better. the tire manufacturer's recommendations, right? But the car manufacturer's recommendations. Well, um, yeah. well the, the amount that's on the side of the tar- tire. Right. So that's generally different than what the car manufacturer puts in the the inside of the door panel or whatever, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be different. I you know I I would just inflate it a little bit more than that. You know, a harder tire is going to ride yeah. longer. It's good. They're good tips. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I'm not really somebody that's using them though. I, I could see why you would suggest that because I am so frugal. Uh, it's just that I don't drive very often, so I don't really. I mean, I, I guess if I was driving for a half an hour every single day, then yeah, that would be something that would be concerning to me. But I don't really drive that many places too often, so it's no big deal for me if the prices go up. Yeah, I tell you though, I, I've been using some of those techniques, and I've seen my car's gas mileage go from like 31 to 30. 36 to 37. Hey, That's pretty good. Good deal. Now, I'm do you have one of those? Are you are you actually huh? figuring it out yourself, or do you have one of those little automatic uh, devices that tells you? Uh, I, I want I want to get one of those, but for the most part, I'm figuring it out for itself. Like every uphill, I would let my car slow down a little, mm-hmm. and then I would put it in neutral going downhill, and um, that that helps a lot. Hmm. And then, like I said, slow driving. Like um, I never go faster than 60 now. For, Oh, unless gravity is taking me. Like, if gravity is going to take me past 60, then you'll be fine. So be it. I don't care if gravity takes me to, takes me to 80. No need to t- t- hit the brakes. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Good tips, George. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. People out there are curious about this. If your vehicle is um, newer than like 1994 or something like that, that most vehicles before um, after 1994 that you can put on a gas gauge that's going to give you an automatic real time. No kidding. Um, uh, you know, an idea of what how much gas you're burning. You know, now what about the fuel? fuel What about the fuel injector things? Are those relatively new? Fuel injectors? Yeah, that that stuff. No, I think pretty much all fuel injectors were out by '94. We're in by 94. Uh, okay. There, was, there was, wasn't a carburetor on anything that I know of by, in 94. Okay. I See, I don't know a damn thing about cars, so yeah. I'm glad you're here for that, Mark. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we continue here, we go to your emails. And, Mark, you had something about the uh, the story about deaf people. The question was actually out of the United Kingdom where a couple of uh, a, a couple who apparently are deaf – want to have a deaf baby. And the question, of course, was, should that be allowed to happen? Right. And, and I have, think, yes. Some ability to choose whether that um, whether the baby comes out deaf or not? Is yeah, that, I guess they were, uh, I get, you know, you can choose embryos, or I don't know what the deal was with they, that. They you were can, doing in vitro fertilization. So. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, they wanted to select a deaf baby over a baby with all of its senses. And I think that they should be allowed to do that, but I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty shocking and kind of weird and in fact i would consider it wrong why would you want to deprive your uh, your child of something that is so wonderful well the ability this, to hear in this first in first off in this case you're not depriving your child of the ability to hear what you're doing is choosing the child that cannot hear over the child that can okay whatever dude well, I'm, ju- I'm just making it clear right I, 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 one of these babies lives and the other whatever amount of them yeah. die Okay, that's how in vitro fertilization works. Um, and right. So you're choosing the crippled baby over a baby that's going to be fully aware of all five senses. Okay, and uh, going on with the email. And this email, by the way, is uh, happens to be from uh, Danny Ladone. He's the uh, director of Playing Columbine, a movie that you and I are in. Yeah, that's right. PlayingColumbine.com. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it's an awesome movie. Even if it's because we're in it, we get nothing out of being in it. Uh, I'm just telling you. People see us and they see our names. So I it's love... probably get us a couple new listeners. I loved watching the movie. I was going to watch it for ten minutes. People send us has, have sent us many movies to to review in the past, and I I, I don't want to review them. Uh, I generally find them boring. Um, I, I, I've given I decided to give this movie ten minutes. I was going to watch ten minutes you. of it, and then you know maybe I'd get through another ten later. I, I watched the whole thing straight through. Uh, I, I didn't. It wasn't straight through. I started watching bef- relatively before the show, so I had to pick it up after the show. But I there wasn't any time that I could be watching the film that I was not. It was it was great. PlayingColumbine.com. What's Danny have to say yeah. about this deaf thing? I listened uh, to last Thursday's show with interest as the segment about parents choosing deafness rolled in. While I'm no expert on the specifics of the case that was discussed, I did want to offer my thoughts having minored in hearing and deafness studies at college. In the past decade or so, there have been vast improvements in uh, cochlear implants, but they are no cure for deafness. In addition to that, or perhaps in spite of it, many deaf people have been extremely wary of medical technology claiming to cure deafness as though it were a disease or defect. Though I cannot speak (laughs) on behalf of the deaf community, and who could? Not even a deaf person could speak on on behalf of the deaf community. Having studied American Sign Language for years under deaf instructors, I can say that being deaf is far more than a disability. It is a culture. 
deaf culture for I what? think that's great. I mean, I think it's great that deaf people have formed their own little culture. I think that's fine. I think it's something that, you know, they could certainly celebrate and I understand that's what they that's what they want to do. I'm not trying to be mean to people that are deaf. I just think that it, I don't understand. Sure, sure you are. You why, know the deaf people are not listening to this show. Why would you, <laughs> as we said, you could trans, you can get transcripts of this show actually available through some website, and I wish I knew which one it was, but I found it on accident one day. Anyway, I would love to hear from somebody who could explain why someone who is deaf would choose a child that was also deaf when they could choose a child that has all five senses. Why? Why would a guy uh, choose to circumcise his son? Because they want somebody who's like them. Weird they want to be tradition. To, they want to be able to share with that person on a deeper level. I don't think that's why I, my I parents think, circumcised me. I, I they never mean, once told me about it. They never once I, I'm, said, I'm giving you, two, you know, hey, pull two down your reasons, pants. Two let's, reasons. Let's compare. Two reasons why. Not one that is the same reason. I'm saying, you know, A, they want them to be like them. And secondly, they want to be able to share on a deeper level. Have you ever, uh, you know, wanted somebody to share a meal with you? you Oh, I'll just wait until you eat, too. Well, that's because you want to share an experience. This is very, this is, um, in my opinion, and now I'm not against selfishness, but in my opinion, this is selfish to the detriment of the child. This is the the parents, just like the parents that, you know, bring their kids to Little League games and get very angry at the coaches and that sort of thing because they want to live through their children, essentially. This is the deaf people wanting to continue their deaf uh, experience with their children when they have the choice to not do that. And I think it's awful what they're doing to their kids. I know Danny's got more thoughts. We'll share those with you here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the bulletin board system, Get Interactive, with a whole bunch of other Free Talk Live listeners on the BBS, just go to bbs.freetalklive.com. It'll cost you nothing except your time, and you better be careful because the BBS has been known to uh, make time just suck away from your life. So go and see it and enjoy for no, free. No doubt about that. Yep. At bbs.freetalklive.com. In Chapter 6, Subterranean, Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket right off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. We're talking about the story we read a few days back on the program about a couple of parents, or I guess soon-to-be parents, over in the U.K. that were in the process of in vitro fertilization where they could choose... I presume it was the em- is that you're choosing the embryo, right? Yeah, Mark? I would guess so. Uh, so were they they were choosing between embryos, and they are both deaf. Both partners are deaf. They also wanted their child to be deaf. And uh, Danny Ladone, actually from PlayingColumbine.com, has a, has a response. He has emailed us here, and I just find what's going on uh, in this case to be so disturbing. I would never stop these people from doing what they're doing. Of course, they're welcome to do it. I just think that it's it's wrong. I I fundamentally disagree with it. We we would you know I I think that uh, circumcision both male and female are wrong. Right. If you well, there's it, one I think that's wrong more wrong than the other. I think they're both wrong, and I think that you know you could the the people that these deaf folks that are they're making the uh, 
their statement is basically, well, we want our child to be like us. We want our child to be immersed in the same deaf culture that we are, because apparently deaf people have this culture that they built up for themselves, and they and they feel good about being deaf. It's not like they view it as a, a crippling. That's not how they view it, and I understand that. I think it's great that deaf people have a culture, but at the same time, what we're talking about here is uh, what if the parents were missing both of their legs? You know, they were stumps, essentially, uh-huh. for legs. And they discovered that they could still have pride in their lives and they could have a culture around having no legs. And uh, they want that same culture for their son. They want to chop off his legs uh, as he's born so he can understand what it's like to be legless as well. I, I think it's the same exact situation. I don't, um, I don't think that, that, you know, remember, they're not chopping here. They're choosing the child that is deaf. Whatever. Let's say they could choose a child that they knew wasn't going to grow legs. Let's say they could program uh-huh. the DNA Completely to different where scenario. legs would not be grown. You're choosing a child that is going to have a limited life circumstance. He's going to not be able to experience as much of life as everyone else could possibly experience in the same ways that they could. Right. And it's but sick. At that point, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but at that point, you're choosing a child that would not have otherwise had a life. Do you understand? Like, you get the. I, I see where you're coming the from, but they could have chosen the one. And legs. They could have chosen the one that would have had a full life. Right, so at that and point, they're not because you're questioning their decision as opposed to you're harming the child. You're not harming the child, you're giving the child life. You're doing something good for the child, assuming that a life well, then you're, harms if you the child. Well, if you want to play good. it that way, then you're harming the child that you did not choose. And then in vitro fertilization, that happens with all of them, though. I mean, you know, if you choose, if you all choose, I'm saying is, if you're choosing sick, the dude. child That's above all. the retar- you know, one child, I understand what be retarded or whatever. I understand what you're saying is going on. That they're choosing one embryo right. over another. I understand that, and the embryo is already defective. Okay, I understand that. But it's I think they're sick the for choosing the defective one. Of the word defective. Yeah. That's the issue. Okay, so let me go on. Um, deaf culture, for which there is a signed phrase in ASL, that's American Sign Language, uh, for the folks who don't know, represents a form of expressive visual communication that deaf people pride themselves on. Rather than viewing it as a handicap, it can be viewed as an aspect of one's cultural identity. You understand? It's like, sure. you can't be black without being black. And you can't be part of the deaf culture without being deaf. Well, that's awfully no, exclusive. No, I don't know what that what yes. you're saying. Yes. It would seem to me that a young person who was born into a family of deaf people would very easily be able to be part of their culture. He could learn sign language just like they could. There are people that can hear that know sign language. And I'm sure they're friends deaf with deaf people, people. Would exclude that person based on the fact that they can hear? I don't give a damn what some deaf people would do. I'm sure there are some jackball deaf people out there that would certainly be very exclusive and rude about that. Cultural identity. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that as a white guy, I can't be entirely black. I just can't. Yeah. Like some black women won't won't uh, date me because I'm white. Even though no, I'm black. Really, I'm I'm black. I'm like Steve Martin and the jerk. Yeah. Uh, You know, you're you're not black, homie. That's it. And you're not part of the deaf culture. Yeah. Well, I don't really focus in on uh, color very right. much. I understand. I understand that some people do, and I understand that some deaf people it are obviously very hoity-toity about their deafness, and uh, they would exclude someone who, c- who could hear from their ranks. Fine. Whatever. I, I just want you At to understand. At least my son can hear. I don't hear. want you to agree. I just want you to understand. Yeah. Okay. The real concern is genetically altered 
child development, one that would identify genetic traits of any minority group as an anomaly needing to be cured. This extends far beyond deafness and could easily include homosexuality, skin color, height, weight, height, Ian, weight, Ian, even gender. Do you understand? I have no objection to parents choosing these factors for their children. But you do have an objection to them choosing deafness. Well, I no, no, I don't object to. <laughs> look, I think they should be able to choose it, Mark. But I have a personal objection. Okay. Yes, I. You I, have I, a personal objection to them choosing deafness. You don't have. Would you? Would you? Would it bother you if they decided? You know, they the, wanted a fat baby. Yeah, the, that would be problematic. What too. if they decided they wanted a normal sized baby? You understand? You're you're, just, you're making value judgments on these things. Like deaf is bad, fat is bad, and uh, you know what? It's harder to get out of bed in the morning if you you know if you. I fat. agree. I will want to be fat. I would want things to be. I would want for my child a life that would be as easy as possible as far right. as their and physical that's what I'm form to tell is you concerned. Is and the point he's trying to get across is that's what you want for your child, and they want their child to be crippled. <laughs> because it'll be part of, then he'll be accepted as part of a culture automatically because he'll be deaf that's well, sick dude you know what if what if they could have um your parents could have changed you in some way um like for instance you're you're on the thin side you're you're a bit of a narrow individual yeah what if your parents would say no that's a disability i want ian to be bigger and stronger i want him to be how tall are you six foot six foot one six okay i want him to be six feet tall and 225 pounds whatever but do you what could i do about it i can't do anything you could do about it but i can tell you you i am upset at my parents existence would be changed entirely the ian that you are today is gone suddenly and been replaced by a big strong strapping Ian. whatever that's fine i okay but i can tell you mark that I am somewhat upset that my parents decided to have me circumcised. I did not get to choose that for myself. That was something I could have chosen. If but I wanted to be deaf, did I could choose to be deaf. You could. The Go life, to a bunch of concerts. The life, the life that you uh, you have is the life of a circumcised guy. And, and all in all, pretty good? It's a nice life. It's Mark. a nice life, right? So, I just don't know what I'm missing. That's all. Right. And neither will else their son. They won't have any but idea. You wouldn't, as a guy with a foreskin, you wouldn't know what you were missing as a circumcised guy either. So, you know, it's one <laughs> or the other. Well, I would know what I was missing. I'd be missing several nerve endings. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's more to his email here. We'll a get to more, it here. Yes. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. You should. I would think you would want what's best for your kids, not what you want for yourself. But, hey, they're not my kids. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. 
Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. As we continue, the email from uh, Danny Ladone from PlayingColumbine.com. He's talking about the uh, the people out there who consider themselves part of the deaf culture, which I think is great that there's a deaf culture out there, but they are so ingrained in this deaf culture that they want to pass it on to their children in that they want to choose babies that are going to be deaf as opposed to babies that can hear. And Danny's trying to, I guess, explain what their thought process is. Right. Uh, the real concern is genetically altered child development, one that would uh, identify genetic traits of any minority group as an anomaly needing to be cured. This extends far beyond deafness and could easily include homosexuality, skin color, height, weight, even gender, as uh, we've seen in China. While one might be hesitant to choose deafness for their child, deaf parents identify deafness in terms of culture rather than disability. Although being a racial minority in the U.S., Bears uh, a variety of hardships. African-American parents could understandably prefer children with dark skin. Like, is it easier to be a white guy or a black guy in America, Ian? Depends on where you live. It does, largely. Probably white. Right, everybody else is uh, answering white, just so you know, out there. And would you imagine that a black couple would want to have a white baby or a black baby if they got to choose? I have no idea. I'm not a black couple. I, can't I would explain. suspect. Like, I'm just, I'm just drawing some broad strokes here, right? <laughs> I suspect a black baby. Even though okay. it's easier to be a white guy than a black guy in America. Okay. Do you think that's all right? Of course. Do you think it's sick? No. <laughs> okay. Because that baby has his 100% of his faculties. I'm not talking about a cultural situation but how difficult it will be. Excuse me. I'm not talking. I don't care how they feel about it. I'm not talking about how what worried they are about their child is whether or not he's able to make friends because he's in a culture or not. Uh, that seems to be what the concern is. But no, I'm talking about whether or not the baby's going to have all of his faculties and be able to experience life in the best possible way. What I define as the best possible way. Right. And, you know, I understand that they have this culture and everything, and that's great. Everybody's got themselves a culture, and if they don't, they can make their own. But uh, they can't possibly make the argument that the baby has its full faculties. It doesn't. It's missing something. The ability to hear. Now, I understand that when you're missing one of your senses, your other senses become more sensitive. So I understand that if you don't, if you don't have the ability to hear, your, your vision may be more precise. Uh, your other senses, your, your sense of smell, your, uh, you know, whatever the, um, the other senses are that you have, they will be more attuned. Okay? So I understand that they sort of fill in the gaps, so to speak. But that doesn't mean you have the ability to hear. You don't. Sorry. And the ability to hear is a great, great thing. And it's, it's, it's not that there's something wrong with being deaf. Stuff happens. You're born the wrong way. Accidents happen. You go to too many concerts. You do dumb things. And you get deaf. Okay? So that's the way life is. Sometimes that's what happens to people. And you have to compensate. And you have to change your lifestyle. And, and that's, that's okay. But to, to deprive someone of the ability to experience the lusciousness that is the ability to hear, I think that's a sickness. I understand. And you're not depriving anyone, as we've gone uh, over. Whatever, Mark. Multiple, Your multiple little scientific times. details. It's I, not a scientific detail. Whatever. You're depriving the one who can okay. hear of having life, if that's the way you want to look at it. All is right. Done? Uh, just my thoughts. If I'm uh, available, I'll call in at some point to share my uh, right. government school experience, since that seems to be a frequent topic on FDL. I uh, certainly had my share of frustrations as a gifted and talented student dealing with a state-prescribed education system. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. We continue with your calls. Don in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Don. 
Don and Callie, going once. It'd be sort of a, a late uh, choice to get a circumcision, circum, uh, you know, uh, at this time. You, you know, know some I mean? people, some people do it though. As crazy as it may seem, uh, some guys decide. You know what? I just need to be circumcised at 25 or 35, it's and true. they do it. They do. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see how they'd have any, any right to inflict anything on the, on the kid. That would definitely would be uh, uh, child abuse, mutilation, whatever. You talking about uh, the death situation or the uh, the circumcision? The the, the oh, yeah, right, I'm sorry, we we're going on different topics. That would be on the on the hear being able to hear, yeah, yeah. the death. Well, now, well, uh, Mark will say they're not inflicting it; they're just choosing the death baby. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. I got you. I, I it's still get, sick uh, though, I, right? You part of the way through your through your deal. Even though Enjoying even though they're choosing show, though. the death baby, it's still sick what they're doing, right? Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. Well, anyway, it, my, my deal is. I have a small business up here. I have a tow truck company up in Palmdale, California, on the other side of the hill from where you guys are at. And with the fuel That's a big prices, hill. <laughs> we're in, we're New, in New Hampshire, my friend. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. I, I went back there uh, a while back ago. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, anyway, I'm back over here in California, and uh, the fuel price is going so crazy. Oh, yeah. How much is it for a gallon of gas down there? Down at least 50%. How much is it for a gallon of gas in California? Uh, it's 529. Holy man! <laughs> wow, that's like 25, yeah, 30 percent higher than it is here. That's amazing. Oh. And and the thing is, uh, you know, with with the, the way the fuel has been, uh, it is uh, had it where well, of course, I've had to extend my credit. Yeah. I had to refinance my house. Mm. Wow. And uh, so I'm uh, I've been going for this last year. Now, of course, my uh, uh, value of my house is forty uh, percent less than it was last year, oh, so God. I can't refinance, and uh, my business has slowed down. So uh, I'm I'm still you know going. I'm trying, uh, hoping that the business will. Uh, I have faith that business will start picking up again. Well, someone's always going to lock their keys in their car, and they're always going to break down. So there's always going to be business for tow truck drivers. Just uh, man, I can see how things are getting tough. That's, and if you manage uh, to last the uh, outlast the guy who's in front of uh, you know uh, the other guy the other out guy there in the tow truck, yeah. then you get his business. Yeah, right. That that's uh, that's the upside. Uh, I'm not wishing anybody any, no, any no, no. bad. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it is reality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, th- this is crippling our whole country. Our our, uh, our airline, that one airline, went belly up. Uh, numerous and and everything have gone down. The stupid thing is, is our country is giving subsidies to these oil companies to give the diesel to other to give the diesel to foreign countries. And, uh, not to mention and the like, subsidies. Like, not to mention the subsidies uh, of uh, going and invading other countries so they can have new places to drill. There are all kinds of subsidies being thrown around. It's pretty awful. Don, you still there? He seems like Don's he's gone. gone. All right. Let's go to Vince and in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Vince. Hello, Ethan. Mark, how are you doing tonight? What's on your mind, Vince? Hey, I got one here for you. There's a place called Hot Temptations that were ordered by a circuit court judge to close because his five-page ruling upheld the uh, town ordinances in Plainfield, Indiana. So what is this, a pastry shop? No, no, no. It's uh, what was called Hot Temptations. Hot Temptations, yeah. It was owned by a gentleman from West Lafayette, Indiana. Uh-huh. And they what? They got they muffins? They said they violated <laughs> the zoning ordinances and a stop work order from the town. It's a strip club, right? The legality of the ordinances including one that requires adult entertainment businesses to get a license from the town. 
He didn't apply for a license because he said he didn't need it or he didn't believe he needed it because he removed all the sex toys, the videos, and other items prohibited in the ordinance. And that uh, the lounge that's visible in the uh, window, I guess, can be purchased at the Walmart across the street. Mind you that they have a Priscilla's and a Victoria's Secret. Hmm. So wait, what's he selling? Is it is it like a, a lingerie modeling shop? Yeah, a lingerie modeling shop. Oh, I see. And they're and, saying uh, that he's an adult business, but he's saying, no, this is not an adult business because your laws don't uh, apply. I just got panties here, and that's just what they got at Walmart. Yeah, and uh, Interesting. basically, well, he said he's going to close it, so... Yeah, well, that's what happens. You know, the uh, the state comes down, they turn up the heat, and one little business owner, they just don't have uh, they don't have enough support in the They're community. They're not in business to fight the government. Well, yeah, They're and, in business to make money, and that makes it really tough. And one thing's for sure, and Vince, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. One thing's for uh-huh. sure, the porn customers aren't going to come out and, you know, right. stand <laughs> up in front. They're not there supporting you. Right. It's, uh, it's a tough fight. You could get away with it here in New Hampshire because you'd probably have some activists that would come out and and uh, and help you in some way. I'd love to see a business owner here in New Hampshire just say no to, for instance, collecting meal taxes as as one example. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you to bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote Free Talk Live in various different ways. Everything from flyers to digital banners, uh, the AMP program and more, all detailed. How you can help the show, easy ways to do it. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to help us out. That's promote.freetalklive.com and help spread the show to new ears. People that can hear, unfortunately, are our primary target. We were talking about deaf people earlier. But since we were talking about babies, let's stay on that topic here for a moment. As we go to the email box, an emailer from Iran he says, uh, Hey, guys, I'm a listener from Iran who's been listening to your show for the past three or four years. I started, wow. I started listening to improve my English, but then I got hooked. Just a quick question for the show. How would a free market society or how... How would a free market society handle people who give birth to babies just to sell them? Are they free to sell their babies into slavery? Well, there's two questions there. The first question is, could you sell your baby? You can sell your baby today, right? You can contract with somebody who, for instance, uh, does not, a, a mother, for instance, who does not, or a, want, someone who wants to be a mom, uh, who does not have the ability to have children, and she can pay you uh, as another female to have a baby for yeah, her. Yeah, it's a little touchy. Um, you, can't, you can't say, I'm selling my baby. You can say, I need help with college, or, I, I mean, they can do things for you. They can't give you cash? No. Well, that's a crappy deal. You should be able to get cash to have a baby. I agree. Um, to anyway. some extent that that's that's so. Um, and you, you, but basically, they can you can give birth to a child for them. They can help you. Um, perhaps they could put you up an apartment. Yeah. Pay, pay your rent forward in that apartment for right. a couple of years. Uh, you know those kind of things. They cannot, however, hand you. $15,000. <laughs> well, they should be able to. Uh, but the slavery question is, a, is certainly an important one. He says, are they free to sell their babies into slavery? I would say not in this, any society I want to live in. 
I can't imagine that uh, that anybody that I know would ever find that in any way acceptable. And anybody that was behaving in that way, I would expect would be severely ostracized. I don't think that would be any sort of legitimate agreement whatsoever. I think you can sell yourself into slavery if and the you evidence to is do so. um, the military, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, now some people would argue that uh, you can't sell yourself into slavery because, well, you know, what if if it was a limited time slavery? Could they uh, could the owner then force you to sign up for the rest of your life? That you always have a free spirit, la la la. However, you can sell yourself into practical slavery. Yeah. Um, for instance. Since, uh, you know, signing up for the military, a four year contract in the military with when they can charge you with AWOL and put you in prison for leaving sounds like slavery to me. Something it's something akin to slavery. Exactly. So, yes, as a uh, as an individual with the ability to contract, you could contract away a serious amount of your freedoms. You can certainly do that. Uh, but you don't have the ability to do that for another individual if they're especially if they're your children. And uh, so I would say that while it's certainly possible that something like that could happen, it's highly improbable and not in any society I would ever want to live and, in would that go on. You know, there, you're talking about varying degrees of an issue here. Um, if, uh, for instance, uh, you know, s- selling someone to, into slavery, suppose I um, – you know, when you look at parents uh, – Ian, did you ever have to do some really unpleasant chores as a child? Uh, I don't know. Taking out the trash really wasn't that unpleasant. No. I had to pull weeds. Okay, that was pretty bad. I never really liked that. Pulling weeds really, really stunk. I mean, I I hated it. And, uh, you know, in Florida, your whole yard's weeds. Oh, gosh. Don't tell me. I I know. When the Yankees (laughs) move down um, and they they have this thing against weeds, in Florida, if it's green, we mow it and call it grass. Yeah. Whereas the, the Yankees moved down, and my grandmother was one of them, and, you know, they find weeds abhorrent. And so she would, my you know, my grandmother would send me out to pull weeds. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, I'm adopted. Did my mother, um, you know, contract to have me so that she could use me as slave labor to pull weeds? Uh, probably not. Well, not, that wasn't her intention at the time, <laughs> but do you, do you see? I mean, it's only an issue but you did of want to stay how at grandma. hard of the labor Wait, is. Did you want to go to grandma's house? Um, or did you know that you were going to have to pull weeds? And if I would have, have known that I would have had to pull weeds, then I wouldn't have wanted to go. I didn't have a choice where I went, yeah. believe me. Um, that was not a very good deal for you. But, but <laughs> sometimes you pulled weeds. I, I didn't have to do it very much. I just hated it. Yeah. So either way. But do you understand? It's how, how much... Hard labor is there. If if it's, if I hire, you know, if I adopt a child for you know fifteen thousand dollars, and I work that child in hard, you know, relatively hard labor, with uh, labor that they consider unpleasant and I consider unpleasant, for an hour a day, am I have I bought that child as a slave? You know, it's a great question, Mark. Where does one draw the line? Just asking. It's a good question. Just asking. I don't have an answer for you on that. That's, I guess, up to each individual to decide for themselves and the aggregate of all individuals deciding for themselves what is and what is not slavery in their minds will be how the market responds. And I would expect that any marketplace I were to live in would find slavery of the type he's suggesting in that you could sell your child into slavery. That was his question. Like full-fledged chattel slavery, sex, the whole deal. Would find that abhorrent, and those people would be severely ostracized and kicked out of society. I'm sure there are people out there that find it abhorrent that the idea that some mean old crone would steal away some, you know, the uh, innocence some, of a child. some angelic child's 
you know, precious childhood years by making them go out there and pull <laughs> weeds. Whereas someone else would say, well, damn right, it's good, it's good for them. It, you, know, you know, it's somewhere in between, right? right? As I say, the aggregate it's of the individual job, everybody. and their choices. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Man... Now you're making me think back to my old house down in Florida. It was a nightmare pulling those weeds. Oh, I a pulled those nightmare. weeds. It was not that big of a deal. You just didn't like it to go was... out. You just didn't like to go outside. No, I actually made the best of it. I actually did enjoy it, but it was just so much. It never ended. Yeah, like, well, I enjoyed it when I did it. I put on some headphones, listened to the show, and pulled the weeds. But uh, wow, it just there was never an end. And it was never uh, an end to weeds. I like living here in New Hampshire now, where the grass only grows for a few months out of the year. <laughs> All the weeds will be dead soon. Yep, and I don't care about the weeds anymore because I don't have a beautiful garden or anything like that. So makes it much easier to not care. Well, you know, there are people here that uh, care very, very much about their lawns, and they have gorgeous oh, yeah. lawns. Um, and, you know, I, I would say that to some extent, since the plants are going to die soon, people don't have quite the same feeling about them. But you can see some flower plantings here and, and some people that really manicure their lawns, and it looks great for oh, the, the few months the, before they're dead. The, the plants <laughs> here in New Hampshire are just vibrant and beautiful. It's uh, really neat, especially the different colored trees. You don't really get that much down in Florida. Then There are purple trees here in New Hampshire. Yeah, Very you can neat. get purple trees in Florida. Really? Yeah, you're just, not, you're just used to the just foliage in Florida. Used to the swamp look, I guess. 800-259-9231 is the number for you. Shetland Islands. We never, t- we never got to this story earlier this week, Mark. Okay. Uh, from Reuters, the owner of a tiny island off Scotland has declared its independence from the United Kingdom as of Saturday, saying he wanted the territory, population one, to be a crown... <laughs> yeah, apparently he's camping out in a tent on there. Uh, to be a crown dependency like the Channel Islands. Now, I'm not quite sure what a crown dependency is. Yeah, I don't know. And, um, but that doesn't and, sound too independent. If you, how can you declare independence and then say you want to be a dependent? Well, it's certainly more independent than um, you know what he is. Okay. How's that? All right. That's probably the case. In a declaration on his website, Stuart Hill, who owns the 2.5-acre island of Forvik in the Shetland Islands in the North Sea, said he no longer recognized the authority of the government or the European Union and cited a centuries-old royal marriage dowry deal as the basis for his claim. He said, Forvik owes no allegiance to any United Kingdom government, central or local, and is not bound by any of its statutes, Hill wrote. He, who is 65, has lived in the Shetland Islands on the edge of the Atlantic since 2001 when his boat capsized there during an unsuccessful attempt to circumnavigate Britain. So this guy's really kind of like Robinson Crusoe. He just sort of, he just kind of ended up on this island and decided to stay there. So he owns it because he Apparently, wrecked on it? I guess so. He's the only one there. <laughs> I guess no one's disputing it. Yeah. If you live in a tent on an island long enough, I guess it becomes yours. He's uh, Forvik's only resident, and his home is a tent on the storm-battered island. He says on his website that he plans to create... How does he update his website? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, plans to create Forvik's own currency, the guild, and or gold. Print his own stamps and raise his own flag. He says there will be no income tax, value-added tax, council tax, corporation tax, or any of the other taxes instituted by the British government. His claim dates back to a 15th century arrangement between the Norwegian King Christian and King James III of Scotland when the Shetland Islands were effectively pawned to King James in lieu of a marriage dowry. According to Hill's studies on the history of the island, the King Charles II reconfirmed Shetland status at the time of the pawning meaning the islands remain directly answerable to the crown, represented today by the Queen. The monarchs and governments of Scotland 
And Great Britain and the United Kingdom have for many years assumed power over these islands of Shetland, to which they were not entitled, he wrote. By declaring Forvik a crown dependency, I'm simply reestablishing the correct legal relationship between this part of Shetland and the crown. So I wonder what will happen to this guy in his uh, new country. More I, coming up. Hour I, two's on the way. It is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I guess I should get into a little bit of detail on uh, what has happened to the Free Talk Live store. Haven't mentioned it over the past few nights, and we're talking in the chat room a few moments ago during the news break uh, about what's going on with it. Uh, it is still up. You can still go and look at all of the Free Talk Live products, but at this point, if you place an order, there is no estimated delivery date. I think it's you know maybe as as soon as Christmas time, uh, but it may you know that's not even a guarantee at this point. Uh, what's happening is our store manager, Johnson, is having to leave town. He's going for a temporary work, get a little job, basically, mm-hmm. that's apparently going to pay him very well. And he tried before he left to to essentially move the store fulfillment operations over to Amazon, which we were really excited about and wanted to really make that happen. Uh, but he was under a very strict amount of time as far as he didn't have a lot of leeway to get this done. And turns out that Amazon has a very restrictive policy when it comes to apparel. So that's mostly what we sell at the Free Talk Live store is T-shirts, hats, and hoodies and things like that. And so every single apparel item has to go through some sort of an approval process with Amazon. Presumably it's so that we can't compete with uh, you know some of the stuff that they offer, which of course we don't because nobody else offers Free Talk Live merchandise on Amazon. So presumably we'll be approved for this. But it's still sort of in the works. And in the meantime, he's got to go off to his job. And the the Free Talk Live store was a one-man operation. Johnson was doing all of the work. He was doing customer service. He was packing the boxes. He was shipping them out and doing all of that. And he'd been doing it for what? The store been open for two years now? Something like that? A couple years? He'd been doing it for all of that time, and he never made a dime on it. Never made a dime doing all that work. And he was doing it in the hopes that he would make some money into the future. But basically what we figured out was that the Free Talk Live store amounted to little more than a marketing program. We thought it was going to be a a business. We thought, and it still could be off into the future, someday a profitable business. But at this point, what it ended up being was essentially a, uh, 
you know, part of the AMP program, basically, mm-hmm. where uh, we were sort of subsidizing these products that were coming in and then selling them back out, making enough money to continue ordering new products. So the store was sustainable. It, it could continue operation, but the manager wasn't getting paid at the, the business model that we had before. And that's just not going to work, right? No. I mean, your manager's only going to work for free for so long. And uh, the deal, uh, sort of the inside scoop here, the deal was a 50-50 deal between Johnson and myself on the on the store. He does all the, the work, and he gets 50% of the profits. But there were no profits, so he never got anything. I never got anything out of it. Uh, the store still... You got paid back some, didn't you? No, never no, been paid okay. back. The store uh, is still in debt. So basically what we're going to do is Johnson's going out for his uh, his job thing, which is only temporary. He's going to be done with it after a few months. He'll move back, and he'll be able to... He's probably actually going to move to New Hampshire at that point, and he'll be able to restart the store uh, fresh. He's still got all the product and all the inventory and everything, and, and if you place an order, it will still be placed. You can still pre-order things. Just you have to understand it's going to be months before your orders are filled. Um, so basically, I'm going to just turn the entire store over to Johnson. Uh, he's worked so hard on the store, and it's really his—it's really his baby, uh, more so than anything else. He really—I mean—he comes to me with the ideas for the products, and I say yes, and you know, no, and all that. But it's—it's it's mostly yes, and he's done a great job at picking products, and done a super job at customer service. So, I basically told him, "Look, I want you to stay on board. I'll give you a hundred percent of uh, of everything. You'll have total control over the store." So basically, that's that's the new deal. It's going to be Johnson's store. He'll be running it 100%. Any money that he makes will go to him because he deserves it. He's the one that's uh, that's doing the work. And you know, when we originally got into the deal, Mark, uh, I needed the money a little bit more, so I was hoping to actually make some money off of it. But now I don't really need the money at this point. So I've worked um, very hard on the ads. I think you should give them all to me. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not going to happen. What I think about that arrangement. Anyway, uh, you, so uh, so the store has been temporarily uh, shuttered. You can still go to store.freetalklive.com and, again, look at all the products. You can price, uh, place a pre-order. We do expect it to return bigger and better. If the Amazon thing happens, then that'll be really cool because uh, that'll allow us to do free Super Saver shipping on the store, which is one of the biggest objections that we had, we'd faced before was that there was a $10 shipping charge. Uh, with the Free Talk Live store, because we were shipping with FedEx and and uh, wanted to make sure that you and UPS wanted to make sure that you got the products in the the way that we intended to get them to you. Uh, but people didn't like having that big shipping cost tacked on. You're going to order a you know seventeen or eighteen dollar T-shirt and have another ten dollars on top of that. Whereas if you go with the free Super Saver shipping, if that becomes an option through Amazon fulfillment, then you could just order a T-shirt, throw something else in the order, and you get free free shipping, which so I'm the joys hoping, of retail. You know, they were complaining because yeah. they weren't T-shirts, and now they're complaining because the shipping's too high. What do you want? Well, it's hard to make all your customers happy, right? But, uh, but Impossible. Our, cu- our customers were pretty happy. Uh, one of our lady listeners in the chat room, Key, was showing off her Free Talk Live ladies T-shirt on her cam a few moments ago and uh, talking about how it fits great and it feels great. And So the Free Talk Live products are great products. Uh, the quality is excellent. I just had to give my manager enough incentive to uh, to stay on board. Otherwise, the store would have had to have closed permanently, and nobody wanted that to happen. So you've got your own incentive, Mark, and it's working for you. So we're going to keep yours as it is. <laughs> just give me the ads, buddy. <laughs> All right, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. So I figured I'd give you the inside scoop on what's happening there. Uh, so let's continue here real briefly just to continue discussing the Shetland Islands situation. For those of you just tuning in, there is one man that lives on Forvik, which is one of the Shetland Islands near the uh, just off of uh, Scotland. 
And he's declared independence from the United Kingdom. Actually, saying that he's not only independent, but he wants to be a crown dependency. He said he had... Uh, Here's his quote. By declaring Forvik a crown dependency, I'm simply reestablishing the correct legal relationship between this part of Shetland and the crown. He said he'd written to the queen, offering his services as a steward and recognizing her as head of state. So, again, not totally independent here, but independent enough to say this. He says, I also invite anyone from any country in the world who supports these aims, namely to become free of liars, thieves, and tyrants in government, to become a citizen of Forvik, he added. Wow, and I must say that's a that's a tempting invitation. I I certainly appreciate that, but I don't believe that Forvik could ever really uh, be in any way uh, a party to that agreement, uh, because a citizen is one who owes allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. Uh, He's just using a terminology that uh, that that people are understand. I understand that. I'm just pointing out that's why I'm not going to be a citizen of Forvik, even though I like where he's coming from. Uh, I, you can't. I don't want to be a citizen. I don't want your protection, and I don't think you could possibly protect me anyway. You're one guy on a tiny little island somewhere. So uh, anyway, good luck to him. I hope that he is not raided or whatever, or invaded by the mm-hmm. United Kingdom or whatever. Why would they bother? Well, the King of Tonga. He, he's uh, came a guy in a, who was living on a tent. The King of Tonga is a little man with a with a with a big boat with a big gun on it. You know, the, he raided the uh, the Liberty Lovers that went and moved into a nearby island and yeah, came and, in with a gunboat. You know, here's I understand that would never happen again. By the way, why? Well, because when the when the King of Tonga came with his little boat with his little gun on it, the Liberty Lovers would be ready this time. And they blow him up. (laughs) Hope so. All right, let's continue here. I I just will. If we hear anything else in this case, we'll certainly bring it to you. And if you hear anything uh, before we get to it, let us know. Let's go to Ziggy in the UK, who has a thing or two to say about this. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Um, Okay. You want me to? I'll explain what a crown dependency is. Okay. Um, There are some parts of the United Kingdom which have their own autonomy, such as the Isle of Man and the Channel Islands. In fact, they have quite a lot of autonomy. The, uh, one of the Channel Islands still had a form of feudalism up until very recently. Feudalism, wow. really? Hmm. Um, and the Isle of Man doesn't have any income tax, and I think they still have corporal punishment. But what's um, the relation to the Queen? How is that well, factor Well, in? basically, it's, it's that uh, Britain represents their interests abroad. I see. And that if they are attacked um, by anyone else, then Britain is obliged to um, send military forces to um, protect them. <laughs> I can't see how that uh, Britain would ever be obliged. I mean, this guy clearly wants to separate from their taxes, so how could he, how could he expect them to uh, to come to his aid if he was ever attacked? He's, He's probably pay just him. trying to avoid saying, I, I, this I'm totally is a free. Stay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Zig, thanks for the call and the explanation. Yeah. We appreciate it. 800 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. 
And those features include the wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. You can change virtually anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and uh, see what it's all about. Travel less, meet online, try WebEx for free. That's uh, Go to webex.com, enter promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's webex, W-E-B-E-X.com, enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. I did find out about the camera thing, by mm-hmm. the way, because we talked about that earlier. I said you, get a, you said you get a free camera with the, uh, the trial, and it's true. You do. Free get trial, a free, free camera. Free camera. But you've got to really try the software, and I think that's very smart of WebEx to right. do. It's, you can't just sign up and say, give me my free camera. Yeah. I need a camera. I want to touch myself online with some uh, ch- children watching me. I want to use that for it. No, they're not going to let you get away with that. Nope. Uh, you, you actually have to use the software for meeting purposes. That's what it is. It's software that allows you to meet online with uh, presumably with business associates, but so do you sign an agreement to use the camera in that fashion? Uh, you know, two meetings, or do you get no, no, no? You get the camera after you hold the meetings. Well, how do you hold the meetings without the camera? I guess you'll have to go to webex.com <laughs> to find out. But I think it's very sharp of them to uh, to do it that way. It's yeah, very good, not dumb. Uh, so that way you know how good the service really is. And I've heard great things about it. Some of our listeners have said some really good things. Yeah, Sam in Texas says, uh, says, says he's using it. So. 1-800-259-9231 is our number. You take control. We go to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Well, I got a call from the Libertarian Party last night. Um, they said uh, that I, being a good libertarian, what I should probably do is donate some money to help the uh, libertarian candidate get on the ballot in all 50 states. Uh-huh. So I flatly told the lady that uh, I was very disappointed in the libertarian candidate and that uh, I wasn't terribly enthusiastic about him getting on the ballot on any state, much less all 50. So, uh, what did she say to that? Hold on, before you go on, did they just say libertarian candidate or did they say uh, Bob, Bob Barr? They said libertarian candidate for president. So they didn't even they, want to tell said, you what his name was. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the for, for president, if she had just said, you know, libertarian candidates, uh, I don't know. I don't know if she would have gotten anything out of here or not. This that party has just gotten so nutty. I, I don't know if I uh, really. Yeah, want to they're a big joke anymore. Yeah, well, they're a ghost of their former self. From the, from the on the state side, state you know the state organizations are sometimes putting up good candidates. And well, did you know that sometimes the new, running? Did you know, Mark, that, campaigns. that the New Hampshire Libertarian Party actually separated itself from the National Libertarian Party years ago? Makes sense. Yeah, so they're not even associated with the uh, the National Libertarian Party. In fact, I heard that George well, Phillies is actually on the ballot in New Hampshire. He is. <laughs> Didn't expect uh, what that. I, what I actually called about is, uh, um, is I've been reading about Lincoln, um, inspired oh, yes. by, by Guard and uh, by Tom DiLorenzo. Um Author of The Real Lincoln. Tom DiLorenzo's book. I'm sorry, go ahead. The, the Real Lincoln, Tom DiLorenzo? Yeah, The Real Lincoln, and then The uh, Lincoln Unmasked, I think, is the other one. Uh, what I have you have learned? Them, but I haven't read it yet. It's on my list of books to read. But um, I, I was just wondering how you guys feel about this. Um, you know, Lincoln clearly was racist. Uh, he, he clearly was a white supremacist. He said so himself. He hmm. thought that black people were aliens. Wow, uh, aliens. They needed to re- be returned back to their own homeland. You know, even the ones that wow. have been, you know, second, third, fourth generation uh, living in America. Lincoln was um, a sick, sick man. Yeah, he, he was indeed. Uh, and, and the part of me wants to say, oh, you know, that's horrible. What a terrible, horrible racist he was. And then I then I remember back to when I, 
I'll be talking about Jefferson or Madison or one of those guys, and somebody will say, oh, well, they were slave owners. And I'll say, no, 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 you can't judge those you know, guys from 200 years ago. It was a different time, right. Standard. Mm-hmm. Well, and then here I'm doing it with Lincoln, or am I? But and not everyone was a slave owner. When t- <laughs> not everybody was a slave owner back in those days. No, of course not. Yeah, the very, in fact, very few were. Well, I think that um, as far as late, <clears throat> yes, uh, the, the pervasive attitude of the time was that uh, were, uh, you know blacks were somehow inferior to whites, and right. I don't think I would judge him for that particular aspect. However, people will tell you that the uh, the, the war between between the states, um, you know, the American Civil War, whatever you want to call it, the War of Northern Aggression is what I like. Um, yes, they will tell you that. It was fought over slavery, and it clearly was not. Um, Lincoln right, no, didn't he... care much about freeing the slaves, and uh, you know he he didn't free them until two years into the war. He told states that uh, if they stayed, they could keep slavery. So he wasn't trying to get rid of slavery, and the war wasn't fought about slavery. Well, also, I mean, on your point about the uh, the founding fathers, I don't see any problem with impugning them. I mean, they were bad guys in some ways. They certainly weren't in saints. Some ways they were, right. In some fact, people try Jefferson. to hold them up as though they're the arbiter of all things that are good, and they aren't. They are imperfect men. They The only thing that we really even remember them for is because they came up with a system of government that was supposedly better than the rest of them, but as we can, as we can see, it didn't do a damn thing to, well, to really stop to the growth. Well, if you're trying to use an argument where the, um, where the Constitution, where you're saying, well, this is unconstitutional, and then uh. You need to, you know, then the the founding fathers in that argument need to be guys above reproach. Don't you agree? Otherwise, they made a document that, uh, you know, is flawed, and we should get rid of, you know, guns are bad, so we should get rid of that whole Second Amendment. The founding fathers are flawed, after all. Well, well, it was flawed, and uh, I'm not bound by their constitution. So do you want to build on a foundation of nothing? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was just saying to Ian that what you're looking to have in that conversation is a foundation of nothing. There is no agreement. So you're going to have to 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 establish to that person who says the guns are bad why it is that you have a right to own a gun when when everybody knows the guns kill people. They jump out of drawers. They shoot little boys. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to establish anything. I've got my guns. Do you really have to go back to the Constitution and say, well, this is why I have that right? Or, or could you go back even farther uh, to uh, Sam Adams, who said it is, it is the natural right of the colonists to uh, own property and protect it by any means necessary? I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. Right, well, right. I, it's property I concur right. and agree with all those. I, I absolutely concur and agree with all those sympathies. I do. However, I think that most people that you're talking to are dumb, and they believe right. that they have they have an opinion. I, don't. I think they're ignorant. Okay. Ignorance is curable. Look, yakking on and on and on about something you know nothing about is dumb. And I think I can get people to agree with that. You know, and, and so if they're saying, oh, guns are bad, <laughs> whoa, you need to, to you need to have some kind of authority. And that Constitution is that authority, and it works well that in that authority. particular instance. But they'll, but they'll argue that the Constitution doesn't mean what it says or that it needs to be interpreted differently. It's a living document or whatever. They have, they have all as their positions. As long as we're going to have a country with rules and the Constitution's the highest law in the land, then we need to follow those rules. If you want to do away with those rules, that's fine. What are you Go gonna say? Wait a minute, what are you gonna say, and Mark? Fight an armed revolution gonna, or get um, an amendment. If you're passed. gonna use the Constitution to stand on as far as how you're 
taking a position with uh, with an issue, then how are you going to do after tomorrow and the Supreme Court comes down with a negative ruling I- against gun owners that they're expected to rule on that D.C. gun case tomorrow? They could come in favor of gun ownership, or if they don't, then it's going to be essentially a collective right to guns, not an individual right to guns. Because then I'm what going are you to gonna say do? that it's clear and obvious the, the Constitution is written in plain English so the plain people can understand well, they're it, gonna tell the you, Supreme Court is legislating well, from the bench. They're going to tell you, too bad, buddy. The Supreme Court's job is to interpret the Constitution, and they have interpreted it in this way, and it doesn't matter what the you Washington think. Washington, D.C. is not a state. 800-259-9231. Stephen, if you've got more, hang on. 800, we've kind of dominated this conversation. More <laughs> on the way. You can take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features include the updates. Get signed up and we keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. We can continue discussing the Constitution, but I wanted to make sure we brought Stephen back on uh, so he could continue to comment in case he didn't get everything out. Go ahead, Stephen. Well, uh, the thing I was having discussion about this yesterday uh I, I didn't really mean to get into a discussion about the constitution but it's okay because I, I was talking about it yesterday with somebody and i was talking about how the constitution was a flawed document out of one side of my mouth and out of the other side of my mouth i was saying golly if we can only get back to the constitution and he yeah. said, well, why, why would you want to get back to a flawed document yeah that, that, well, and, there is my world but well <laughs> that's kind of uh, that's understandable Stephen, because uh we th- that's where most of us came from right i mean those who right. love liberty so much that we've now gone beyond uh, to the point where we understand that the state is not necessary for liberty in fact it's an impediment to it we've gone on to uh to embrace voluntary interaction and the free marketplace that's that's our past. That's the path that we came down was this sort of constitutional road where we wanted to get back to the Constitution, but now we understand that we want to move on. So if that old language creeps into your discussions, it's just old habit, basically. That's well, how but I would what say Harry it. Brown used to say, and I don't know if he was sincere, I don't know if he was actually an anarcho- anarcho-capitalist or whatever, uh, and just was kind of talking like a constitutionalist for political reasons or what. That's my but belief. I don't know, what? Harry. I can't speculate because I don't really know the man but that is my belief based on think, what i've I read so too listening to him for all those years yeah. i came to that conclusion but what he used to say made so much sense and that mark said something similar to that and i say it too uh is, let's get back to the constitution and by golly if we can go from there and get rid of the post office which you know clearly we can do that and and and, and, and go farther towards from less government to to no government, then let's see if that'll work. But let's at least first get this government to obey its own law. Um, there you go. As far as it being a flawed document, though, uh, there had been there at the Constitutional Convention. There's a few things I would have put in there. I would have I would have made it 
I would have put it in the Constitution, uh, the fully informed jury, the uh, jury nullification idea. I would have put into the Constitution that the states do have the right to secede. You know, the, the uh, way they – the, no the, perpetual union clause. I understand what you're saying um, on the, the states, but, you know, as far as the jury nullification, they had no idea that the judges would uh, ever take away what, what was yeah, a natural right. inherent yeah. right of a jury. Well, then you it's get like to... saying when, when you have men that they walk on two feet, juries were able to judge the law and the Somehow yeah. or another, they managed to they they to realized yeah, yeah they obscured it and they realized that that uh, you know people well, are people and that's when you get in, what they're told that's when you get into the question of yeah sure you can think up all these great safeguards that maybe they forgot or they overlooked or didn't think about but then you get to the question of well what do you do when the government people just all start palling up together when they were supposed to be fighting at each other's throats the three branches were yeah. supposed to be uh, you know uh, you know killing one another to keep the constitution intact uh, when they all <laughs> right. start uh, when they all start saying, hey, let's scratch each other's backs and then just forget about this whole Constitution, then what do you do at that point? I mean, the, right. there's... And what it all comes down to to me is that Patrick Henry was right. I, I, a few weeks ago, I recommended to you guys that you read his speech to the Virginia legislature against the ratification of the Constitution. I just reread it today, and every one of his fears have come to pass. Is that I the liberty or death I, I haven't read it. Yeah, that's give me, give me liberty give me death. Yeah, it's a good speech. We heard it presented uh, in person at one time, and it was very, very rousing, very, very good. Stephen, yeah. thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate right. hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue. Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, good evening, guys. Hey, hey Paula. Uh, I just want to let you all know this infection is spread all the way to North Dakota. Dear God. And it just keeps on going. We're we all going to die. But, uh, Paula, well, MRSA's been around since uh, the, the mid-70s. I can't hear you. What? Paula, the MR- MRSA has been around since the mid-70s, so I don't think... The infection. Yeah, it's it spread well, a lot anyway, farther than North is, Dakota. I mean, everybody's getting pretty sick. Some people have already died from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but anyway, I'll okay. let you all know in case you get it, okay? Yeah, we'll be on the lookout for it, Paula. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to the hospital. That's how I'm going to avoid MRSA. There's no medicine for it. What else you got for us? Anything else? You just want to tell us uh, yeah, everyone's uh, dying? They are trying There's to, medicine uh, for MRSA. Find some other way to uh, <laughs> pay the Filipinos money instead of taking our benefits away from our veterans. Huh? I, yeah. What, what, the, the Filipinos. What, why are they getting money from us? That would help. Who, who do we? Why? Who's we? And why do we owe the Filipinos money? I don't know. They they feel like they have to pay them because they helped us during World War II. But I don't think that many were alive. To tell you the truth. Oh, that thing. They're paying the descendants. Are they are they going to pay the descendants or the actual I living think, I don't vets? Know. They didn't say. It. They said they were going to pay the Filipinos because they helped us during the you well, know, World War. Well, you know II. what? I mean, people they like to complain about. As far as I'm concerned, the the idea that the money is taxpayer dollars is not really true, is it? I mean, they were your dollars until you yeah. gave them to the government. Right now, they're their dollars. <laughs> and they're going to do whatever the hell they damn well want to do with them. Paula, thanks for the call. <laughs> You're right. Okay. 800-259-9231. I mean, getting all upset about how the government, they're not doing what I want them to do with my taxpayer dollars. Well, they're not yours anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you can call them taxpayer dollars because that's where yeah. the government got them from. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you know, but don't you, think that you, you have any sway. If you kill somebody, the money is called blood money. Right. I mean, because you killed them that's for true. it. That's true. In this case, they've just uh, extracted, they've just stolen it. It's just Bad money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is still your money in that uh, if a thief comes and steals money from you, 
and it doesn't cease to be yours just because yeah, they stole it. You still have a claim on that. But you don't have the ability to control the thief unless you actually have him in your custody. Mm. So that thief is going to go out and buy a big screen TV or do whatever, you know, spend it on coke and whores or whatever it is that thieves do uh, with the money that they steal. And you That's what the really, politicians do with it. Yeah. You, you know, you can call the thief on the phone and say, hey, I told you not to spend that money on whores. <laughs> and he's going to say, well, thanks for the input. <laughs> yeah, Noted. I appreciate that. I'll send you a letter to let you know that we have uh, taken your suggestions under advisement. You know, I get the letters all the time. I use the downsizedc.org yeah. uh, system for, for uh, responding to my Congress critters and talking to the, right. to the thieves and liars and despots in, in Washington, D.C. And I, you know, I'll often get, I get letters as a result of the emails that I send sure. in. Sure. You don't and, have to pay for them. And in, the, in these letters, they, uh, they outline the issue for me. The issue that I called them and I told them that I have an opinion on. So yeah. Please stop this FISA phone tapping bull crap. In the FISA phone tapping legislation, right. we have you know, yeah. they're weighing the one side or the other. Terrorism they usually versus... do an okay job of uh, summarizing the right. issue. They do a fine job of summarizing the issue, and then they flush it down the toilet. And it's so it, it, it it's demeaning. Sure. We don't Who care you? what you think. Yeah. They just don't care what I think. Nope. I can tell them, you know, like... He'll go, pretend like he cares if he's trying to get elected. I mean, he'll right. actually pretend. Just, just, they only care what you think if you're giving them a check with, you know, five digits on mm. it. Then you might be able to get them to do something. Yeah. But that's just one senator among the 535 <laughs> disgusting, dishonorable thieves that we elect. You know, so what's a guy to do? These lobbying groups, they run Washington. Washington has been taken over. It is enemy territory. It does not belong to the American people. It doesn't do anything for the American people. It is a bad, bad place. All right, 800-259-9231, and hoping that uh, tomorrow we won't be reporting really bad news out of D.C. with the Supreme Court allegedly coming down with a decision on the gun case. Uh, hopefully they'll keep some of their wits about them, but if they don't... I don't know what that will mean for uh, for people in their guns in this country. I don't think it'll mean uh, roundups right away or confiscations if they rule against gun freedom. Uh, but who knows where that will go? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue with your calls, and we go to John in New Mexico. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, I'm on there. Hey, John, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to say... <laughs> Thanks for the call, 800-259-9231. We continue unscreened to the amp line. Who's this? Uh, this is Nick from Illinois. Hey, Nick, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, tonight, I heard uh, just a briefly about the Constitution, and uh, you mentioned that you guys both come from that type of background where uh, it's kind of more a conservative-type feeling where more pro-American, I guess. A little bit more towards the Republican side of it, right? Eh, I guess. That's how I was raised. Same here. Yeah, I came from uh, a more syndicalist side, more of that communist-type background. Let's uh, talk about it. Hang on, Nick. We're going to bring you back for more. Nick, uh, and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are for free, so enjoy those on us. 
And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase if you buy some stuff over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Whatever it is that you need to buy in over 41 categories, so much to shop for. So many great products, the brand names that you trust, probably the best prices on the web. I mean, they're hard to beat. And uh, free, super, uh, free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. Just go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Even used items we'll get a cut off of. Uh, if you enter through that link, Free Talk Live, we'll get a percentage. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go back to Nick in, I don't know where he is. Nick, you're on the amp line. Indiana? That's, that's what I know. Right. Um, from uh, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, Illinois, Indiana, yeah. whatever. All right, so you'd barely yeah, even begun to, to make your point. You were talking about how uh, some people come from the sort of the uh, the Republican side and some... Well, yeah, some... There seems to be this kind of divide where oh, some libertarians, uh, at least a lot of them, that seem to be, you know, it actually seems to be generational, where people kind of from your generation seem to come more from a conservative side. I see that people around my age, which is a little you? younger than you guys, I'm about uh, 19, tend okay. to be a little bit more liberal. I don't know about from, that. I think that's uh, well. That was just that's just my observation, at least. Um, but that 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 was just uh, I was just mentioning that just to give you a little background on why the I don't regard the Constitution at any high standard. I, I think that you guys probably regard it with a little bit more of a high standard. Yeah, like I, at one point I would have called it like a holy book kind of thing. So sure, yeah. I, I do absolutely I never, feel that. Way. I never, it was never a big. Well, part of that also comes because my family, they aren't, they came from a different country, and I never had a love affair with the Constitution, and I can't really understand why you would want to get back to the Constitution. I mean, you, you could say that oh, it just has a smaller government, but. Yeah. I think we talked about this uh, on Saturday, actually. It's an entirely flawed it government. For a few people. I, you yeah. talk about the three-fifths <laughs> compromise was in the Constitution, wasn't it? Right. It, 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 you're right. It's, it's a totally flawed place to be coming from. I guess it's, it's sort of a place to be standing when you're talking to another libertarian. Lar, lar, likely that libertarian will be white. He will be, well, um, yeah, you know, yeah. former at Republican. Least, at least the uh, white Protestant ones, you can... Go ahead with that, but right. Um, I mean, you can, but but there are people like that. A lot of a lot of libertarians came from, and most Republicans are of the opinion that the the world was better when we followed the Constitution, and you know, so it's 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 really a lot of common ground with a lot of people, and you do have to create common ground. You have to get yeses before you can uh, get move people yeah. forward in liberty. Well, I'd, I'd like to say that uh, you know, even though I was born and raised in a family that uh, both my parents were Republicans. Uh, that really didn't have too much sway over me. It, it, that is where I come from. I can't deny that. But I am at this point, I have no allegiance to any sort of constitution or anything like that. I'm a, a total free marketeer, and I uh, am disgusted by both the Republicans and the Democrats. So I have no love for either uh, either of those oh. groups. Oh, yeah, me, me too. I, I, uh, well, I was never really a Democrat, but y- you can understand type of the the kind of style that you might have come from. A lot of people will come from that conservative style that they'd favor more a Ron Paul, whereas some people more like me still, they came from a more, uh, I don't know how you would say it, but a, a more socialistic background where even the, even my rhetoric is a little bit more on that side. It's more like a Mary Ruark mm-hmm. uh Ron Paul. So you, you can just kind of get that idea right there that some people do come from these different sides. I 
I, I still consider myself left libertarian, uh, but I guess a lot of people would um, consider themselves right. And uh, on that, have you guys heard of a guy named Carl Hess? Ever heard of him? Yeah, Carl Hess, uh, environmentalist? Uh, eh, not really. Uh, he was uh, in the 1960s. He's actually a, a speechwriter for Goldwater. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but okay. What was, what I knew was I heard interesting, the name. Um, was that he, he wrote an article uh, he's, uh, back then when he was kind of with the new left. Um, according to him, it, the left should really be more a libertarian thing. I mean, classically, the left was libertarian. It, the way that a lot of people see it in the United States now, for example, um, doesn't really correlate with the history of the left. Um, left didn't really used to mean statist. But yeah, it it's true. That now, no matter where you go, if the if it's on the right, then it's status. If it's on the left, then it's status. Sure. Why not just go with the historic background where left is more towards the liberty side and right is more towards the authoritarian side? Yeah, that's how the things were. But at this point, it, it, like the the definitions are so corrupted that left means socialist and right means fascist. Yeah, that's right. Right, which is why there's no point in going back to anything, whether you're going back to the Constitution or going back to the old definition of liberal or the old definition of conservative or the old definition of libertarian or whatever. Uh, we can't go back. We can't go back yeah. at this point. We have to move ahead. We have to advance to liberty, not go back to liberty, because we never had it in the first place, as you so that's rightfully exactly. pointed out. No, we never had it. And again, that's kind of just my point with the whole Constitution thing. I, I never understood it. I never understood it. I never saw the United States as this amazing beacon of freedom, as many other people do. Maybe that's just because uh, my I, I, my ethnicity. Maybe. Well, uh, the other people but, are in, are indoctrinated to believe that, yeah, uh, and and you can talk in a to free them. country, right? You can talk to them today. My mother, I can Don't talk to her today. America? Yeah, well, I can talk to my mom today, and she will. Swear up and down that she lives in a free country, the best country in the world, and that anything that I say has no relevance whatsoever to her. I can tell her that they're setting up checkpoints in D.C. and she doesn't give a flip. It doesn't affect her life, so she's still living in a free country. Right? And, you know, and and I can you can you can show evidence that it is not the freest country in the world, and it it, it isn't America. No, this is not. not the freest country in the world. I'm sorry, um, it doesn't show up in, on the, uh, the, the it shows up in the top ten. Of and most economically free countries on uh, you know the Heritage Foundation's Even that, list. I tend, to, I tend to shy away from just because no no other country's central bank except for maybe in the European Union's is as strong as that, and they don't seem to take that into account. No, they certainly don't. I agree so totally. I would say that it's much farther down just because the Federal Reserve is so magnificently powerful. Right. You and I can uh, split hairs on this, and we can also try, um, you know, try to figure out, you know, how much money Americans actually pay in taxes, and and we might come up with a number like sixty or seventy or even eighty percent of their income. But when you're talking, that's to freedom, people, baby. You, when you're talking to people <laughs> with the training wheels on, you need to say numbers like forty or fifty percent. Yeah. Nick, good call. Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, no, that's about it. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm almost embarrassed to admit that my parents were Republicans, and that's, you know, well, that's how they I would was either be Republicans or Democrats. And or... I would be embarrassed to admit they were Democrats, too, if that's the, uh, if that's the way I'd come from, too. But I think Nick is right uh, that uh, the the people that are coming from the left do tend to have that persuasion to where you could easily bring them on board by explaining the, uh, to them how the people that they're intending to help 
with their government programs are actually being harmed by those government programs and that we can actually help those people better with the free marketplace, with voluntary interaction. And uh, and I think they're much easier to persuade uh, uh, know, to liberty. Jason uh, Osborne uh, from SACL CAI has said, uh, and I, I'm beginning to believe him, that in fact it's liberals that are easier to convert than uh, Republicans because with liberals you can just show them the gun. You can just show them the force and the violence um, in the state that they want to use to help yeah. people. They want peace. They want those things, and, and it, they can be often relatively easy to switch. Right. Also, um, you know, they don't mind a radical stance because they're willing to m- progress towards things. You know, they're looking for sort of a radical stance. So, you know, showing them libertarianism is a very radical stance. Mm. I don't know why, but it is. Whereas Republicans have a tendency to be conservative and staid. They don't yeah. mind using force to get people to, you know, to, to be order, in line. Maybe. So they can be much harder to convert. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. It, they, they can, it happened can, with me. You, yeah, you can totally bring them on board, too. It's just that has been my experience. That is all. Uh, there was some, some kids that I knew uh, that went to college down in Florida, and it was the 2000 political season when Harry Brown was running. Uh, we're, t- we're talking about the issues, and... They said they liked the libertarian thing, but the environment was just something they were stuck up on. They, you know, they couldn't understand that. And really, all it really took was a simple explanation of how the government is the worst steward right. that you could possibly this, put. I was, I was listening today to the uh, NPR, which if you listen to NPR and you think that that's uh, middle of the road uh, sort of good uh, reporting. Now, I'm not saying it's not good reporting, but if you think that's middle of the road and it doesn't deliver a liberal point of view, you are a liberal. That's how you know. Um, <laughs> I was listening to them today talk about the environment and talk about how, you know, carbon is a foregone conclusion that carbon is causing global warming, carbon emissions, and, and all these other things, and then having these people get on and yammer about how the government needs to regulate this and regulate that. The government's the polluter. They're the enemy. You're collaborating with the enemy yep. if you care about the environment. They're the number one polluter, and they're in cahoots with the big corporations. You expect them to do something good for the environment? Anyway, Hour three's coming up. More coming on the way. It's free talk. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We are launching in hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As always, lots to talk about. Your calls are primary if you make them. 
And in the meantime, between your next call, we will talk about stuff that interests us, like this story out of ArsTechnica.com. Clueless video game bill nears passage in New York. Trying to pass legislation that impacts how games can be sold or what has to be put on them is a popular and expensive way of sending the message that you're concerned about the issues that affect the youth of today. That is, if you're a politician. Mm. Uh, it sounds like someone's on the line over there. I don't know who that is. Do we have some a caller? Studio? GCN? Maybe their mic was turned up. Anyway, although every law attempted has gone down in flames the and has cost taxpayers at least a million dollars through the years, politicians continue to line up and give it a go. The newest bill is A-11717, proposed by Assemblyman Joseph Lintroll, and it's already passed through the New York State Assembly. Now it's on the way to the State Senate. It's a familiar story, but in this case, the New York government is asking for things the industry is already doing. <laughs> <laughs> the legislation would require game consoles to include parental locks for mature content. But while this sounds good on paper, every current generation console already has parental controls. This is a great example of the politician running out in front of a parade. Mm. This is one of the things that politicians are really good at. Is they'll, uh, They're all about being popular, right? That's what a politician wants. He just wants people to like him. Right. That's why they won't take really strong stands on things for the most part. They try to please as, appease as many people as possible because they want to be liked. And, and so the things they do take strong stances on are things like crime. Yeah. You know, stuff that's easy to take a strong strong t- stance on. Stuff they and a, a bit uh, ambiguous as to what they mean by a strong stance on crime. So, in this case, here's the politicians looking for a parade to run out in front of. That is, a group of people doing something that people like, that they can go and join the already existing parade and say, Hey, hey, I'm over here too. I, I like this idea. In fact, it was my idea. I, this was always my idea. Sure, the industry, they've been doing this for years but you know we're gonna go ahead and codify it now that way it'll look like we did something about the issue of of what kids playing video games i don't know yeah anyway let's continue the story teen violence the yeah not only that but the esrb has done a great job of getting the word out on how to use said parental controls the bill also wants to, to force games to show their esrb ratings on the cover of the title but they all do which is also something done industry wide and has been done for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. Every game sold at retail has the ESRB rating on the front cover, with more detailed information on what the content the game includes on the back of the box. Given that the industry compliance on showing the ratings on games is already at 100%, it's unclear exactly what the law would achieve. Well, it'd look, uh, make them look uh, good about video games. Right, and here's where things get a little silly. The bill also says that there will be a group created to make recommendations about game ratings and the effects that games have on youth violence. The group will have 16 members appointed by the governor who will each serve for three years. While there is no schedule for how often... What do they get paid? That's a great question. I don't know if they answer that. I'd uh, like to be on this uh, group. <laughs> you get to play video games all day? Well, I'd get paid. Yeah, and get paid I'm not going to do a damn thing. Right. I mean, who said that? They didn't say that this was going to be a full-time job because mm. it's not going to be. This is it's just an a, advisory a panel. panel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what are they getting paid? 
While there is no schedule for how often the group shall meet, the bill is strict. It has to be at least twice a year. The bill uses a lot of legalese to say the group will meet and try to stop youth violence, including racial and gender-motivated violence and violence against law enforcement. Because they, video games have so much to do with gender bi- violence. <laughs> they'll do this by talking about video games at least twice a year, with no pay. The Entertainment Uh. Software Association has already mobilized its forces against this law. Richard Taylor, senior VP of communications and research, contacted ours, and he didn't have any kind words for the bill. He points out that the ratings already appear on games, the consoles already have parental controls, and this is much more political than practical. He says, by now, I'm sure we're all well aware of the federal government's own statistics on video game sales. A recent FTC Federal Trade Commission report showed that retailers prevented the sale of M-rated games to kids 80% of the time, far better than movie theaters preventing kids access to R-rated movies. They only pull that off 65% of the time. And retailers preventing the sale of R-rated DVDs, which they only prevent 53% of the time. So, if anything, the video game retail industry is the most effective at allegedly shielding children from encountering violent games. Great point. He said that the this kind of investigation then is clearly part of Senator Lanza's crusade against video games and a waste of taxpayers' time and money. The law seeks to legislate issues that the industry is already taking care of. shouldn't talk bad about our politicians like that. So the only gain would come from some form of government control over gaming content. Of course, the movie, music, and publishing industries have resisted efforts to bring entertainment under government control. So this appears to be the latest candidate for a judicial smackdown from a long line of failed bills. In the end... now that they're elected, you might have had your opinions before these men got elected, but now that they're elected, they're your politicians. They're your representatives. And you must treat them with respect. God bless America. <laughs> In the end, the politicians will get some publicity since they're trying to protect the children against the so-called evils of gaming. The ESA will get any uh, the ESA will get any law passed struck down, and New York's taxpayer, uh, taxpayers will get stuck with the bill. So, yet another example of the politicians trying to find a parade to run out in front of so that later on, this Senator Lanza character... Was that the guy that was in playing Columbine? I know that uh, Danny LaDonna, in his excellent video game documentary, uh, video game violence documentary, playing Columbine, actually had some slimebag New York senator on board. I, I can't and, answer that. I remember seeing it today, but I don't remember the guy's name. You watched it again today? I have, Well, my in-laws, I got... Um, my copy got destroyed at Porkfest. Oh, no. Um, it did. And so I told Danny LaDonna, and he very nicely uh, sent me another one. Your autographed copy? I'm afraid so. Oh, <laughs> man. What happened to it? Well, it's a long story. Did I, it involve I, the fun tent? It did. Okay. <laughs> Say no more. And, um, you know, it was, it was a fun <laughs> tent, right? So... Uh, uh, anyway, I, the, I, I got my copy in today, and the in-laws are there. This is the only, just, I don't know how it is for you, but this is the only movie I've been in. So I'm like showing the in-laws, look, yeah. I'm in a movie. I think that's and, the only one I've been in, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> so I show them the movie, and, um, you know, my big line with the, uh, you know, I wonder if they did this, there was a Viking and, you know, Beowulf. Yeah, you were really this, good. This argument has been going on for generations, just essentially making the point that adults have been complaining about what kids have been doing since as long as there have been adults, adults and, and kids. kids. Yeah. It, you know, whether it's the Foxtrot or whether it was rock and roll, whether it was automobiles. Sure. Necking out at uh, you know, uh, kissing point or whatever. Mm-hmm. All these things are. It's just the same crap over and over again. And uh, you know, they've been threatening legislation all along. They did it to comic books in the fifties. Yep. It's the same thing. So 
just pipe down and take it easy. <laughs> the kids aren't going to kill us. They aren't. The kids aren't nope. going to kill us. Some of the crazy <laughs> ones might. Some of the, a few kids will kill a few adults. Yeah. And you know what? That happened before. Exactly. Nothing's changed. But Senator Lanza can now campaign next time and say that he's a he's a crusader against video game violence and he cares about families. Look, see, here's the proof. He he put a bill, a piece of legislation. He was going to mandate and all these things that were already he's happening just a creep. would be mandated. They're already happening. Uh, what can you say? 800-259-9231. I know we can go to the next call. We'll go on screen to the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Gentlemen, this is Dennis in New Hampshire. Hey, Dennis, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, my God. I was listening to the radio, and this Nancy Pelosi was talking. And I swear to God, it's Atlas Shrugged. The, the novel is unfolding around us. And what's really sad is it's not the first time that I've thought that. All right. First of all, I, I, I've heard excellent things about this novel. But for those listeners like myself who are not familiar, what is it you're getting at? So one of the themes or one of the plot points in Atlas Shrugged is that the government just starts nationalizing stuff, and like they nationalize a bunch of mines and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, right. And Nancy Pelosi was saying that there's apparently all of this federal land that oil companies can, you know, have the right to drill on. And what she said is mind blowing. She can't be this stupid. Ooh, blow my mind in a moment, Dennis. Hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We will hold off on the mind blowing statement. Sounds like Dennis is on a car phone, so hopefully he'll stay connected to the cell. More with Dennis, the mind-blowing statement from some politician scumbag in D.C. Here in moments, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us, and those features include the updates. Get signed up, and we keep you in the loop. Whenever you need to know something about Free Talk Live, you can go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on that list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue with Dennis, who is a Free State Project member and early mover to New Hampshire. Uh, Dennis, you were telling me that, or telling us that you had heard this Nancy Pelosi character, who is apparently some political uh, scumbag politician in Washington, D.C., talking about something, and you wanted to share that with us. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. She's the, she's the president of the House of Representatives federally, which her her compatriot here would be uh, Terry Norelli, who is simply a slightly less evil, old, and scary version of Pelosi. Great. Of the same basic ideas. I'm glad we have our own version of Pelosi here in this state. Oh, yeah, and she's the president of the House of Representatives, or the speaker, I should say, of the House, which mm. is pretty effing scary. Um, oh, these people better not be in power for much longer. Anyways, Pelosi. What she said was, all these um, oil companies that have rights to drill on federal property they are going to tell them that they have to drill, or the, the right will be taken away and given to a company that has promised to drill and go for oil on that property. Okay. Which is mind-blowing to me because, so basically, it's not economically viable to go after the oil on this land, but 
the government's going to force the money in anyways. Well, oh, oh my God! Often they'll get the, the oil companies will get the rights to drill in a particular area and then just hold on to those rights um, as sort of like a license to a radio station. You can prevent some other company going in and getting the the uh, the right to drill. So I, to some extent, I'm not I'm I'm not horrified by this. Well, it's it's the same principle as a futures market. It's, it's serving the exact same economic function. It's you know a, an expensive future price of oil, which basically motivates the entire economy to look for alternatives and to make things like Canada's shale oil more economically viable. To, I mean, they're basically sucking the energy money that would go into productive investment into getting more energy alternatives and instead literally dumping it on the sand and destroying that investment. I don't know if I fo- I don't know if I quite follow. Uh, let me see if I've understood what you've said. This Pelosi is saying that the companies that have the deal to drill on the federal lands, if they don't drill, that deal's going to be turned over to somebody else. And you're saying that that's bad because it'll what? I'm confused. Well, they're not drilling on it right now because it's not economically viable. Because it's worth more in the future, as Mark said, it's basically worthwhile to just hold on to it. Well, it's worth, to some extent, it's worthwhile to hold on to it just so your competition doesn't get it. Not real, Well, yeah, and that's because you expect the future price of oil to be higher. If you expected it to stay the same or be lower, you'd start drilling. That's correct. So it, it's, it's a futures market. It is exactly the same thing as the futures market, which you've also heard them cr- you know, cracking down on, that they want to force these profiteers to not profiteer so much. What those people do is say to people who are developing new technologies, it's a market signal is, don't develop an alternative we're going to make the oil economically viable right now. Those futures markets are a signal telling me invest in oil alternatives, invest in making the oil go farther, invest mm-hmm. in, you know, whatever. That, that signal is not going back. It means the energy problem is going to persist longer and we won't have the solution. I see. So uh, I see. So she's by forcing uh, some so, other company to step in and do the drilling that's going to help hold prices down for a short it's time. It's more and more subtle uh, screwing with the economy. I, well, I'm this is what happens to me because I, even I missed down, it. But it will say you cannot. It, it will say that it doesn't make as much sense to invest in alternatives. This is certainly what happens when uh, you, when governments have control over property. They can make arbitrary decisions, and ones even that if may you, even seem right to to, to to the majority of the population sounded okay to me when I heard it. Yeah, well, Oops. and well, and uh, you know the oil companies that uh, that thought they had a deal. On these lands are going to find out that no, yeah, you've been dealing with happens, a gang. This is what happens when you make deals with the government. Yeah, they can break the deal any old time they want and do whatever they want about it. Dennis, any other it's thoughts? Not quite, it's not quite outright nationalization, but it is for all intents and purposes. As far as how it destroys the economy, it is exactly. Well, I heard of the, I heard an example of some nationalization going on. Uh, I think I heard that the uh, the state of Florida, the government people there are going to take taxpayer dollars to buy a sugar company in the Everglades and then just let it sit. They're just going to let it return to nature or right. something they, they, like well, that. Well, the, Ever, the Everglades is a pristine environment, Ian. It must be preserved. <laughs> it is a sea of grass. So they're not going to try to run the company, but they are going to buy an entire company and then just let it sit. Well, how much do we pay farmers every year to not grow crops on their land at a time when food wide or sky high, and people are starving in third world countries as a result. Well, yeah. And don't forget that we uh, keep sugar manufacturers. Uh, we keep uh, sugar Im- import. Yeah, the right. The, the government uh, prevents uh, sugar importation into this country in order to protect the sugar market. And here, Florida is going to buy a company with a bunch of uh, you know land in order to let that land go fallow. 
craziness. Same corn and rice, crazy. Dan, uh, Dennis, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, I know uh, you had something from, uh, I guess, Jeff, an email. We're going to get to that. But first, a couple quick corrupt cop stories. We haven't done these in a little while. So from StopTheDrugWar.org, they do this every week. There's always fresh corrupt cop stories to go around. Uh, here's this week's. In Indianapolis, this is again StopTheDrugWar.org, three Indy Metropolitan Police officers were arrested Tuesday for allegedly participating in a marijuana trafficking ring. Officers James Davis, Jason Edwards, and Robert Long, all in their 30s, were arrested by FBI agents after a federal indictment charging them with conspiracy to possess marijuana with the intent to distribute was unsealed Tuesday morning. Long, who's a narcotics detective, was described as the leader of the conspiracy and is accused of illegally seizing the drugs, uh, seizing the drug and informing a fourth defendant that he was under investigation. Edwards is accused of illegally seizing marijuana and money, and the indictment says Davis illegally entered apartments to steal marijuana and money. So, look at that, Mark. You've got three cops... One of them who's on the narcotics squad, and of all three, you really have quite a coverage there, don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got... Uh, you I know, don't know how they caught him. Well, the FBI must have done something, uh, put a... Who knows? Who knows how they pulled that one off? They've got their ways. But uh, they've seized the drug from people that they stop on the streets, known drug dealers. Uh, for instance, you can, you can target a known drug dealer as a cop... And you can basically say, uh, well, hand it over. Yeah. Or you're going to the pokey. And the dealer's going to hand it over because he wants to live to deal another day and doesn't want to go to the pokey. Sure. So the cop gets whatever you know stock he had with him at that point in time. The cop didn't have to pay a dime Got for it. Got it for free. And the dealer's out. Now, the dealer's going to make it back. If he's allowed to continue operating for a period of time, he'll make it back within the next couple of days, depending on how much he lost and how big of a dealer he is. Right. But- and that's, that's built into the price of the uh, of it. You know, sure, exactly. So this uh, happens to all dealers. So then the cops um, flip that over, and they flip it to their approved dealers. If they don't want to do the dealing themselves, they flip it to whoever uh, will do it for them, and they all split the cash, and they make all kinds of profits. I can't imagine they'd want to do it themselves. That'd be silly. Edwards is accused of seizing money and marijuana, and then the other guy was breaking and entering to steal drug dealers' uh, marijuana. So they would target the dealers, find out where they lived, and then go after their houses. I mean, these guys are all over the place. The corruption is so widespread. This is what happens when you have prohibition. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you. Enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. If you haven't uh, taken care of your will yet, Go to LegalZoom.com. Take care of it tonight. You could die tomorrow. Absolutely. You get hit by a car, it's over. And you don't have a will. The government, your stuff stays in probate. None of the people that you want to get your stuff will get it. And, you know, it's just a big mess. Don't do that to the people that you love. Go take care of your will today. 
LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks. 800-259-9231. We'll continue here with an email in a moment, but just to wrap up the corrupt cop stories, I didn't want to leave the other ones out here uh, because there are so many every single week that Drug War Chronicle can easily fill a a weekly column with these things at uh, StopTheDrugWar.org. The first story was from Indy where three cops were busted for having a little marijuana distribution ring. Not that I have any problem with selling drugs. I think the drugs should be completely re-legalized. What I have a problem with is the cops saying one thing and doing another, right. saying throwing people in jail for yeah. uh, the possession of drugs, using um, you know using drugs, using the power that they have in that arena to enrich themselves. That's all just disgusting graft corruption. Actually, you know what? Uh, we're going to hold off on the rest of the corrupt cop stories because Dan is on the line in New Hampshire, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hi, Ian. How you doing? Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, we watched uh, a little bit of a movie and a presentation by Sam about the secret. Oh, yeah, and, Sam. Uh, you must have been at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah, I was, I was uh, you know, a big contributor and, and involved in the Alt Expo. Excellent. Uh, so and uh, and that was you know one of our presentations there and uh, I was the guy that spoke up and says hey this movie sucks <laughs> oh you were the guy in the back of the room yeah well, thank you for doing that because uh, Sam was uh, we talked about this briefly on the air the night that Sam did his law of attraction presentation at the Porcupine Freedom Festival Sam from right. the Obscured Truth Network and it was really it was a great presentation a great discussion uh, with the crowd there and we kind of summarized it and basically what I thought was the most valuable part was that he really I think uh, we helped bridge some gaps between those who are, you know, very, very science-based and demanding evidence for, uh, for all claims and, uh, and the idea of law of attraction. And I thought it was a very, very uh, positive thing. And, and you were part of that by suggesting that he turn off the movie The Secret, which is really kind of a cheesy, uh, lame version of the law of attraction. And uh, just continue well the produced. discussion. <laughs> it's well produced, but it's cheesy and it focuses know, on uh, crap. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to bring up the Constitution okay. and wh- why so I'm I'm basically an anarchist, okay? All right. And I uh, I I say go back to the Constitution because you know what what was supposed to be good about this government is the rule of law, okay? And 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 if if we can't count on the federal government or the state governments or you know the town governments to to follow the rule of law for them, which is the Constitution. Then you know you might as well throw everything out and you know get your gun. But what about the three fifths thing, do. man? <clears throat> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the three fifths thing is is bad. Um, well, yeah. They, wait, they, wait, before you, know, you go there, on, there were some political realities of the time that they had to deal with. But uh, the the know, rule of law is and it is an in of itself a way to take the power away from the people. Um, the Constitution is written in very plain English. You and I can understand it. Anybody can read it and understand what it says. And that's much. why it always baffles me what uh, people are arguing about the Second Amendment. Um, right. But the the rule of law sort of allows the the lawyers to get in there. And I'll tell you, I was recently filing a, a case here in in New Hampshire, and it is almost, it's just it's difficult as hell for the average person to read what it is that they say in these laws and comprehend them. It's just okay. hard. Here's the, here's the deal. There was there was another Thirteenth Amendment that they've kind of thrown out. Okay. That would have kept lawyers from being part of the government. It would have been nice, but I guess the lawyers <laughs> preempted that one, huh? 
Yeah. And I is mean, it really you know, fair? I mean, if I'm a lawyer, should should I really be kept out of the government? I think so. I think so because because you as a lawyer make money uh, on the law. So it's a right? conflict I mean, of interest. The, the complexity of Definitely. the law. You know, if you were to get in there, write laws. I mean, you know, you could write your own paycheck once you get back out again. That's what they do. That's exactly I, what the lawyers they do. do. And that's, you know, you, you ask that question to any lawyer, and they'll they'll just look at you and, you know, dumbfounded that you thought of it or whatever. I don't know. But it's like, isn't this a conflict of interest, you guys up there writing laws and, well, and then coming out here? Let's also and, point know, out. Your brothers, you know, making money on, on the complexity of the law. It's Dan, like, let, come on. Let's also point something out about the, the whole idea of the rule of law. Now I don't know what their original intention was, you know, what the intention was behind that statement. But if we're talking about the rule of law in that we're talking about natural law, then I'm all for it. But if we're talking about the rule of law in that we're talking about statutes or regulations, man laws written by men, then I can't be for that because by uh, by nature, that's it's just not going to be. Uh, it's just not going to be equitable. It's not going to well, be fair. Well, of course not. And that was what the con- the different constitutions were about were to limit. To the, the things that the, the particular levels of government could make law about. But they didn't. And they, they completely friggin' ignore the law right. that's there to, 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 uh, to restrict them, and they're all about restricting us. Right. And, and it's like, okay, you know, just, just get back to this, and then we'll work on that. I mean, I, the, the, the But they won't. That, it won't ever happen, Dan. Well, of course. I, you know, you're probably right. And, 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 and the, I think the, the other thing is that it's going to be a complete breakdown, and, and uh, there's going to be a bit of chaos for a while. Well, I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. Hopefully we'll be able to it's secede. It's not going to have anything to do with anarchy. Let's head it <laughs> off at the pass and just secede well, before that happens. That right. would fix I, I understand where you're coming from, and I can see I can see this government having problems in the future. I don't oh, it's see inevitable. a good reason to tell people that, and I don't see a good reason to even plan for it. Like you should try hard in, in order to prevent that. That's a very bad and, thing. And, that, and my trying hard to prevent that is is to try to get the government back in the constitutional. Good box. luck, my friend. It is well, uh, sign up for the Free State Project. And, and, it's a better try. Right. He's in New Hampshire. Right. It's, okay, you know, it's probably an impossible task. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? The, what the answer is? I would say I mean, those guys up there. They got all the guns, and they they hit it. You know they. They've shown themselves perfectly willing to use them. Dan, if you're still interested in the political system, I see that you're here in New Hampshire. Presumably you're involved because uh, the New Hampshire political system, I'd say you have a shot there. I'd say you have a shot at getting some reform to pass there and get some, getting some change on the, the state level. And I say that based on evidence because the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance has really done a great job so far. So I think there's a shot there, but at the, the national level, it's, it's game over, dude. Uh, I, will, I will support people that that want that shot, but I personally have uh, removed myself from the voter rolls. Really? And I am no longer consenting to be governed, so... Well, hey, then I'm with you. That's a, that's a personal <laughs> secession, man. How did you... Wait a minute. Hold on a second, Dan. How did you get off the voter rolls? Because Russell Canning and his wife Kat out here in Keene, New Hampshire, have been trying to do that, and they've been uh, rebuffed at every turn. Really? Yeah. I, I, I called up my town hall, and I says... I want to get off the voter rolls, and I says, "Can I can I fax you a, a letter stating that clearly and sign it?" And, and I, I faxed over a letter. Have you I verified? Mean, I didn't even show up. And, have you, and, Dan, have and, you verified that they actually removed you? 
Um, you know what? That's a good question. Check that out. Do that. Do me a favor right. and yourself a favor. Check the because the voter rolls are public. You can go down to the city clerk and you can actually flip through the book. Go and yeah. see if you're still registered to vote because that's uh, Russell and Cat have had a real tough time. They've basically been told, "Hey, we don't have to take you off the the voter roll." So <laughs> maybe they did, maybe well, they didn't. I'm interested to uh, hear they didn't what happens. Tell me that when I called, and I, you know, I. Uh, you know, I take people at their word until they prove me otherwise. Well, and, the bureaucrats uh, sometimes don't even know what they're talking about. I mean, they'll just say something to sound nice because they don't want to be responsible for, uh, you know, saying something that you won't uh, you won't like to hear. So check that out and call us back and let us I know will. if you actually I got will off. I check right? that out. I, I, uh, I am curious now that you mention it. Thanks, Dan, for the call. Good That's, conversation. Uh, Appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all those features there because they're totally free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board for as little as three bucks a month. And that money, we take it in and reinvest it into the show, getting Free Talk Live on more radio stations and getting on more internet uh, connections on more MP3 players, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and learn about the perks you'll get access to, like the Amp only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You know, Mark, we were talking earlier about uh, Danny Ladone and his excellent documentary, Playing Columbine, mm-hmm. which you can order and uh, see a preview of over at playingcolumbine.com. And you had mentioned that in the, uh, the fun tent at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival put on by SACL CAI, that you apparently had damaged or lost your copy of Playing Columbine, I guess you were not aware that Jason Osborne, the founder of SACL CAI, managed to apparently swipe that from you. Well, he's in collections, after all. I mean, so he collected it. (laughs) No, I knew that he he had it, and um, it it became damaged, and I, you know, I kind of got the impression that he was going to keep it. You know, like, he didn't even, I didn't didn't know that he knew that he even had it, and that kind of thing. How do you know it was damaged? Because I saw it. What was it cracked or something? No, the, uh, the 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 page was rippled where it was signed and stuff. Oh, so the disc wasn't actually no damaged. the case. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Well, anyway, Jason Osborne is uh, the man, big supporter behind the program. Sacral CAI is what it's all about. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, they do it. Collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained to resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. And that again, SACL CAI. As we continue with your calls about what you want, let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Hello, guys. Hey, Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Ron Paul and Revolution of Manifesto. That's his book? Um, the book, yeah. That's that's his book. Been on the uh, New York Times bestseller list, and uh, currently I think it's number 13 on Amazon's uh, nonfiction list. So it's a pretty popular book, and it's got a lot of wisdom in it. Um, 
he talks in there about what he could do because people have speculated, well, you know, Ron Paul as a president, head of the executive, he can't do much because all the legislation is done by Congress. I've heard but, that sort of uh, talk. Yeah, and I suggested, well, you know, as head of the executive, he can pretty much uh, choose and pick and choose what laws he wants to do. And he hinted as much, about three pages from the end of the book, he talked about what a president of the United States could do in regards to things like, for instance, the marijuana laws, mm-hmm. is simply tell his uh, his uh, attorney general not to prosecute these laws. That's so, something. Certainly, as as a president, um, he they could uh, do things like that. Now, he didn't say that he would do it, but he said as president, that's what a president could do in the, as head of the executive. So, Ron Paul's pretty smart. He doesn't just blurt out what he's going to do. He he says it in a well, I don't know if that's way. smart. Why would why wouldn't he well, just I, say that? Why wouldn't he? I mean, Harry I Brown did smart. back in uh in when he was running for president in 1996 and 2000 for the libertarian uh presidential candidacy. Uh he came right out in his book Why Government Doesn't Work, which is in fact one I think one of the uh, the more interesting chapters. Uh it's a great book, highly recommended. Uh and he says the first thing that he would do when he got into office would be he'd sit down. Uh first of all, he'd, he could tear a bunch of pages out of the Federal Register, which is where they write all those executive orders and stuff like that. He could just tear that stuff up. And he's he would pardon every single nonviolent drug offender in sitting in federal prison. He could do that before lunch on his first day in office and then he talks about all the other things that he could do as president <laughs> and uh it was really a neat vision. Those are those are the things that Ron Paul wrote about in the uh, the end of the book but uh also, uh, a week from Saturday, I'm going to try and call you guys from China and let you know what right. what has changed since my last trip there. I did get an early report from some another guy who's married to a Chinese woman who just came back a few weeks ago that the uh, anti-American sentiment is growing in China. Mm, really? Especially if you get outside of the main cities, the uh, people are pretty perturbed with the Americans. So this is what are they perturbed with us about? Well, you know, the thing that pissed them off the most is not things like the Iraq War or trade or anything like that, but they were upset uh, because for earthquake relief, we only sent X number of dollars as far as, you know, official federal government money, and other countries sent a lot more. So, but, that, And, of course, that's wrong. We shouldn't be sending anything as a federal as a government. government but, and the, the other countries people. are socialists, so they're taking more money from yeah. people. I mean, we're leaving right. more money in people's hands to uh, to, to be able to give money. Um, you know, the American people get, be able to give their own money. If I think I think if they cho- if they decided to choose the figures from private charities, such as Salvation Army, most people don't realize this, but Salvation Army has a uh, section dedicated towards earthquake relief in China. Really? Well, if hold you on. Can add it up. Go, go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. But I was saying if you added up all of the private charitable donations to China, I'll bet you it equals that, way more than all the other countries. That would be fair. But now, don't the Chinese people largely get their news from uh, a government-controlled agency? They do. So yep. isn't the government just planting seeds of dissension at this point, then, you know, against their biggest yeah, customer? Well, but, but it's true. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that only X number of dollars were given, and other countries gave more. So, But we're not a socialist true. country. <laughs> well, yes, we are. They, not as socialist as the rest of them. Whatever. Yeah, Look, are. I we're, sat with uh, a guy from France this weekend, uh, a Free State Project member, and, uh, and and talked about the difference between this country and France. <laughs> Believe me, France is a socialist country compared to this one. Oh, I know that. And our 
our media is as much controlled as their media. Believe me, they're, they're, I can get as much good news off of the Chinese media as I can off of our media because our media is so slanted and so twisted and so, co- so controlled by the corporate higher-ups that you can't expect to get any better news in this country than you do in China, really. And, uh, and I'll let you know if there's any other major observations when I get there. But uh, Very I'm good, Gene. Saturday, Saturday morning, so it'll be a week. Uh, I want to call you on a Saturday, so I'll try and call you this Saturday after that. Cool. Well, good luck with your trip, and uh, have a safe one, okay? Well, thank you. Always, have a good uh, week. Yeah, always interesting to hear uh, what's going on in other countries, hear from people that have uh, a different perspective on things, and uh, hear from people that are a little more worldly than myself. 800-259-9231. And when I said earlier that we are socialist, it didn't mean that I was socialist. I meant the U.S. government. Just take socialist. it easy there, Rain Man. <laughs> definitely not we. Def, def, definitely not we. Yeah, don't really get it. never seen the movie, but yeah. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> Let's go to Je- uh, Jeff in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeff. Yeah, guys, I just wanted to uh, call in and, and tell you, uh, your listeners, that you know, just because Congress passes a law, I mean, does it make it constitutional or actually, if challenged, the same thing as an executive order or a signing statement by President Bush? I mean, people fail to realize this. I mean, that's true. These things have been. They can challenged. pass whatever they want. Yeah, and they then... can pass. They can pass any law, like the Homegrown um, Terrorism uh, Act that they recently passed, the Patriot Act, or whatever. Just because they pass a law, does it? mean that it will stand if someone well shouted, most of them stand i mean, well, I mean <laughs> most someone, of the unconstitutional ones stand because they just don't give a damn about the constitution well, several supreme court cases I've, I've studied this quite frequently and if someone like the aclu national lawyers guild uh center for constitutional rights some organization challenges a bill a law that is, had been passed an executive order signing statement i mean and and based in, uh and show the supreme court cases uh, that relates to the law that they passed, they can be challenged and they can be struck They down. can be. Sometimes yeah, they, they are. Be. Sometimes, like but not often. Out, I'd like to point out also that if you believe a official, a public official, is not performing his or her duties, you can file what they call a writ of mandamus. If you don't think that uh, uh official is performing his or her duties, didn't you didn't you suggest this before, Jeff? Well, and then when I suggested that you go ahead and do that, you actually uh, backed off and you didn't want to do that. Well, in any event, but yeah, just, that's uh, exactly it. Thanks for the call, Jeff. We appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if uh, first of all he's right. They can pass whatever laws they want to, and yes, it could be overturned in the courts. But generally, they aren't. Generally, they are backed up. Generally, the courts do back up unconstitutional laws, which means the Constitution is just a piece of paper, and it's just a nice little. It was just a nice little idea. Uh, I wish I could say more about it. I wish I could say, yeah, the Supreme Court's really out there holding up the Constitution, but uh, we're going to find out tomorrow in a pretty big case, uh, the gun case out of Washington, D.C. There's been a couple of instances recently where the, the Supreme Court you know, upholds it in a way that I like. Yeah, and more, than a cu- and more than a couple where they have struck down yeah. freedom in favor of tyranny, like yeah. the Kelo decision and any decision that Those expands the police state. people don't have any idea what's more, un- more constitutional than I do. So we'll find out uh, what they decide on the gun case tomorrow, and of course bring that to you here and we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind Ampline, five seconds go you're on and you're off we're done it's been ian here with you and mark see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com you ever have one of those days where everything goes right 
first, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized the contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.